Woo! You are tuned into the Great Escape. The Great Escape. Now, on to CT's corner of the sky. the sky. Just how hard can it be to catch a dick in the year of our Lord, 2019? Tell me, where hookup culture is pervasive, everybody wants, you know, a little peace, but no commitment, you would think that it would be easy. But, you know, I guess it's not for little old blacky gay boy Cameron, but hmm, I don't want to get into inter intersectionality today on today's episode, but um, maybe it's necessary, you know? Yeah, so, but, but you know, every time that I start to become frustrated, I, I, I remember, yeah, there, there, there is no no. It's either yes, not right now, or I have something better. And I remember that um, based on the statistics, you know, <laughs> syphilis and other STDs, they on the rise, y'all. So perhaps it is Jesus Christ protecting me from that which I don't even know about. So I'm not even going to be upset about it, but low key, you know, because and I hate the word. I, I'm not I'm not going to say dry, but I'm going to say intentional sabbatical as it pertains to sexual relations. That's what I'm on. Uh, because, yeah, you know, it just seems so, like, like, I'm not trying to be, like, out here in them streets, but, you know, as a college student, as an undergraduate student, you would just think, I want to have fun just like everybody else, you know, maybe it would be nice to have, you know, a little something to do, like, on the weekend. For the weekend. Shout out to Solana. Um, but I guess it hasn't been permissible as of yet. But you know what? I'm not holding my breath, but I'm not losing hope. I'm going to continue to go to the gym. I'm, okay, you know what? We're just going to disregard these last two minutes. I've been acting a fool. But welcome again to The Great Escape, episode 14. Um, I, I apologize for going on a bit of a tangent about, um, just, I guess, how sexually frustrated I've been, uh, as of late. Uh, can't, listen, there's a lot of cute guys here, but, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm good. Um, how have you all been over the past week? Uh, hopefully all has been well. I continue to suffer from OMGD, obsessive male gender disorder. Um, so, you know, not much has changed on my end, but, um, you know, yeah, and I, sometimes I question, is it because I spent so long maybe suppressing certain emotions that that's why certain things are just manifesting in such a intense way now? Because I swear, it's almost as if every male that I see, like, ask me, what's my type? Male. <laughs> I mean, really, it's, it's well. I would say about, there's literally, I think, like, I'm attracted to basically 90% of males out here. Yes, 90. There's a 10% out there that, you know, ain't for me. But basically, you just have to be a male. And no, this isn't desperation. It's just, 
being 20 and lustful. Pray that it, 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 this demon comes from over me because it has plagued my life and I'm tired. Started a new protein powder this past week. I've been using it for about a week now. Plant-based. Got it at Target. It's like this vanilla type thing. I, you know, I, I typically just mix it up with some water and go about my business and I have it before. Typically after my workout, but before. I've <sighs> been at the gym a lot lately. I think maybe like, what, three, four days out of the week? Maybe even, I don't, I don't think it's been five. I would say about four days out of the week I'm at the gym. I was just there earlier today. I'll have you know. <sighs> but yeah. You know, I think that in part, part of the reason why I've experienced some issues as it pertains to, well, you know what, this ain't about to be Alexa play eighth grade part two, but um, yeah, men, 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 can't live with them, can't live without them. But I, you know, I have to acknowledge, once I get these interpersonal skills together, it's over for all of y'all. Okay, because I'm going to be out here and every boy will be mine. But let me continue to take this protein powder and lift something and put something down at the gym and develop my vocabulary and moisturize and continue this podcast and collect my degree. And you wait and see. You're going to love me. You're going to want me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see who's going to have the last motherfucking laugh up in this bitch. But you know what? To digress. Because <laughs> this is not about to... You know, and I also... While we're on the topic of just my corner of the sky, I've noticed that there's this, there's been this, like, attention deficit that's been going on as it pertains to just, like, school. Just, just, just about everything. It feels like I just... I don't have the attention span to focus. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, because... Well, with schoolwork... Like, yes, that's all great and, and, and everything. And there's definitely things that are going on in the classroom that are, I, I would say, will will be necessary or just um, interesting for me to, you know, it's always good to expand your mind. But my mind is just on Z-Boys and the most important part of my curriculum, which is the mic. You know, that that's where my attention is these days. And, you know, maybe it sounds a little juvenile, but, you know, I feel like for so long it was really just all about school and getting to college. And now that I'm here, I just want to have fun. I feel like there's a lot that I missed out on in terms of just life. So, you know, I'm playing catch up. But, yeah, let me let me get out to one of these frat parties. You know, actually, speaking of frat parties, there's this one boy that I do have my eye on. You know, of course, the conversation comes back around to boys. He's in my presentational speaking class. When I tell you all the most piercing eyes, plump, like I have never seen such plump lips on a white boy. And I, this is not on account of like the Kylie Jenner challenge. This boy has just been blessed with some plump lips, piercing eyes, rosy cheeks, tall, part of a frat. <sighs> and you, I, 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 you know, managed to, you know, make a little conversation with him. But I'm, I'm definitely, we, we, we going to be friends by the end of the semester. Mark my words. Mm-hmm. 
had my eye on and, and a couple others, but to digress. I apologize for my rant, but to get into, actually, you know, I think it's best that we just, we start the stories. Get into this week's stories. Uh, you know, it seems like I've been the only one, <laughs> you know, in comparison, it seems like everybody's been having a bad week. You know, as I was, I was developing to this week's stories, I was like, yikes. Um, mm, to start, we're going to get into Antonio Brown. Have you all heard? 11 days, yes, less than two weeks after being officially signed to the Patriots, Antonio Brown has been released following allegations of sexual assault. According to TMZ Sports, the Patriots have issued a statement with the following. The New England Patriots are releasing Antonio Brown. We appreciate the hard work of many people over the the past 11 days, but we feel that it's best to move in a different direction at this time. While this in no way negates the allegation, the alleged victim filed a lawsuit but did not go to the police. So, interesting choice, right? I recall reporting on this um, during my newscast this week. Um, You know, there were those intimidating text messages that we saw. Um, Yeah, Antonio Brown, without a job on account of, you know, just a mere accusation. Well, I guess there's been two accus- accusations, actually. Um, but it's interesting to, you know, think about how we, we now live in a world where, you know, just a mere accusation can lead to the demise of one's career. I guess for those of you who, you know, looked at the Me Too movement as, you know, a reason to be concerned for your sons, um, this just serves as yet, yet another example of, um, you know, just, just a source of, of, you know, disconcernment. Um, for me, I believe there's no smoke without fire. And, you know, do I think that there's, you know, maybe been some inappropriate behavior, some sexual misconduct? Yeah. Um, do I think he should have been, you know, very sensitive times we're living in. And I think for men listening, um, you just need to be on your P's and Q's. Because, you know, a lot of you men can just be so damn aggressive, which I appreciate. <laughs> but um, you need to check that because, um, yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just just be even more conscious of your approach. Keep your hands to yourself and just, just recognize, you know, consent is a very real thing. Don't be out here exposing yourself to people and whatnot but we'll get into that a little bit later because of course this is pervasive and we're seeing this in other areas but i don't want to get ahead of myself to move on all the best to antonio brown um you know this whole tamar braxton versus the real (laughs) situation this has been i think (laughs) i i've actually been very pleased to cover this story because i was once upon a time a fan of the real I used to watch when I used to come home from school, like back in like my sophomore or junior year. Um, I used to love the real when it first kind of came out. Um, but once Tamar was removed, I I, I was like, let me head out because the, the show wasn't the same. But uh, so it's been <laughs> three whole ass years that have gone by. Yet Tamar Braxton and her former co-host at The Real still seem to be at odds. Tension has yet to alleviate since the Grammy-nominated songstress 
unceremonious exit from the Emmy-winning talk show dating back to the spring of 2016. The Root have said tension still seems to be over a discrepancy of what led to Braxton's release from the program and whether her co-host had a hand in it. So to summarize, <laughs> because this has been a winding road and um, yeah, I, obviously y'all still care because we're still talking about it. So Tamar Braxton was a part of a talk show called The Real, which launched in 2013. Um, at the time, uh, Tamar really, you know, was flourishing on the scene. She had just, you know, secured a, a spinoff with, you know, her ex, now ex-husband, Vincent Herbert, who is, you know, a musical um, manager. Uh, he's top manager, one of the, the top executives in the business. You know, he used to um, manage Lady Gaga, JoJo, a lot of other acts. Um, so they had their spinoff show Tamar was like this reality TV golden child and you know the real was birthed and she was placed as the co-host and I felt that the chemistry amongst the five of them Tamar, Tamara Mowry, Lonnie Love, Jeannie Mai, Adrian Bailon I thought it was a great show um you know I used to sneak and watch with like you know my older cousins and stuff and that's what kind of you know they kind of first put me on but um, you know, Tamar, I would have to say, out of everybody on the cast, she was more of the shining star. She has a very big personality. Some, you know, maybe it's it's a little bit too much. But for me, it's just enough. I, I, I'm a Tamartian. I love I, I love it all. You know, good, bad, and different. I, I'm a fan of Tamar. I thought that she was a great addition to the show. I thought that she, you know... What we liked about Tamar is that she didn't play it safe. You know, she really stuck true to the title of The Real. I remember when, you know, Trump was... Um, right before we experienced the reign of the Cheeto, she was really coming out and and, and viscerally um, just, just talking about how this was not a good thing. She, she was just always very outspoken, and I think that none of them were able to be as outspoken. They always kind of play it safe. But to just kind of chronicle what the, the last three years have looked like, Tamar was ousted from the show following the second season. She, uh, shortly after her exit, was, she, she posted a, a very cryptic, cryptic post on her social media, her Instagram, which alluded to the fact that one of her co-hosts had been behind getting her fired. She had said something to the effect of, you know, somebody that I stupidly trusted. So we were kind of, you know, oh, like, what had happened here? The Real went on to win an Emmy and, you know, just they, they continued as a foursome. Um, the first time The Real acknowledged Tamar um, since her firing was uh, wishing her well following her divorce. Some found that to be shady. Uh, I, I did, too. You know, so, so now we're going to acknowledge Tamar for the first time now that she's been divorced. You know, it, it just say nothing. Say less. You know, that was always an option. Uh, you know, the real, they went on the myopic club with Charlemagne and friends. And, uh, they, that was the first time they really addressed Tamar's exit. And they had, well, Lonnie, I feel was basically <laughs> the spokesperson, Lonnie Love, comedian Lonnie Love. Um, all the other girls were pretty much quiet about it, but Lonnie was the one who was doing most of the talking. And from what she said, um, at the time, Tamar was looking for different management. She had been managed by her husband, Vince, 
and she was looking to get, I think, the former manager of Steve Harvey. And, um, you know, her husband was also an executive producer on the show in addition to managing her and her career. Um, and she was alleging that, you know, maybe there were some contract negotiations, you know, that had gone awry with Vince and that had led to Tamar's exit. Um, and then you know, Tamar had issued an apology on her social media um, saying sorry to not only her, but her sisters, Iyanla, all people she had done wrong because she had now found this new love, honey, in her Nigerian bay, David, and that she wasn't able to extend love because she had never been given love. Da, 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 da. Um, Lonnie had actually taken, you know, it upon herself to invite Tamar to return to the show over uh, the summer as a, you know, guest, I guess, to clear the air and mend fences. Um, and following that, <laughs> we are caught up to present day where Tamar was on the Wendy Williams show, which just, you know, aired or premiered its 11th season this past Monday. Tamar was the host on Tuesday, or the guest Tuesday. And it really seemed like, <laughs> Auntie Wendy, she really just threw a nuke and ran because uh, I was actually kind of irritated by her line of questioning. I was like, why are you asking about all these remedial ass questions? Ask about the music. Ask about the upcoming projects. She was, you know, asking the same questions she'd been asking since Tamar had been on the show the last time. And, you know, towards the end of the interview, she had asked her, you know, would you ever go back to the real? Because, you know, cute show, but they need you. The audience roared. Tamar, in, in good taste. And, and mind you, Tamar, she's been asked about the real basically at every single uh, she press, you know, situation she's been on since her firing on Watch What Happens Live, The View, um, you know, everywhere. everywhere. Everybody's been asking her, you know, about this, th her being, you know, ousted unceremoniously. But she took, I would have to say, the high road in saying, you know, I wish everybody well. Um, she gave a very tasteful response. She did say what, you know, some, you know, took as, you know, ruffling feathers. She's like, I don't want to be used as a marketing tool this this season. I, you know, I just want to, you know, I, I wish everybody well. And, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And the real, the, 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 the foursome that remains, Tamara, Lonnie, Jeannie, and Adrian decided to take this opportunity to respond. And, you know, they basically, they, they said, um, I just can't. 